January 23rd. <laughs> Take two. Right. Hello and welcome to the January 23rd, 2024 Agricultural Advisory Committee of Alameda County. Thank you all so much for being here. Item number one, call to order. Item number two, roll call. Chair Wendy. Aye. Vice Chair Goslin. Here. Ms. White. Absent. Chuck Campos. Here. Daryl Sweet. Here. William Hotties. Here. Chuck Moore. Absent. Michael Fredericks. Here. Did you throw away my. Nope. Should be there. <laughs> Tracy Barha. Here. Jerry B. Miller. Here. Jack Norton. Here. Karen Sweet. Here. Richard Quigley. Here. Jeff Anderson. Here. Miranda Mains. Here. Diana Roberts. Here. We have a quorum. Record reflects that we do have a quorum. Uh, item number three, consider the approval of the minutes going all the way back to November 28th. And uh, <laughs> when were those attached? Uh, they were attached for this meeting. Okay, in the one interesting note attached on my agenda. So, huh. okay. Has okay. anyone had a chance to review these minutes? Yes. I have one change. Um, I think it says Jake Porter for Jake Potter. Oh, uh, presentation. Okay, got it for uh, Livermore. Got it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. If you want to join us up here? You're good. You. Yeah, on the bottom. Gotcha. Um, I like to sit down. Right on. Um, any others? We. Uh, Look to a motion to approve. So moved. Mr. Quigley moves. Oh, second. Second by, was that Nan? Was that you? Diana. Diana. Second by Diane Roberts. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Speak now. Passes unanimously of those in the room with uh, requisite abstentions due to attendance. Open forum. Any member may address the committee on a matter not on the agenda. We are of the public as well, should we choose to. Anybody online? There are currently no hands raised. Okay, uh, Dr. Goslin. Rob uh, submitted a letter to us prior to the meeting. Is, is that something he should read or should we address that particular letter in the agenda, future agenda? Are you talking about the draft that was mentioned on? From, uh, it was something from uh, property owners on Mines Road. Oh, okay. Problems yeah. with the road. Uh, okay. I, I, I mean, point of order, I have no idea what to do here other than I don't feel like it's the appropriate time to have discourse and dialogue on this subject. However, yeah, I did forward it upon receipt today. It was originally an email from uh, Kelly Abreu, who is often one of our audience members, frequent public commenter. Um, and it was it was apparently passing it along from a group of folks that are actively advocating around the issues and or needs on Mines Road. Okay. Um, that said, I'm definitely not as prepared to, to go over that. Uh, sounds like Carl isn't. Okay. So coming in the same email as our agenda, you, you know, may have caused me to confuse the purpose of linking the two. Um, we just said informational on there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so is that going to be something that we consider in the um, future agenda 
items? It was received as correspondence. So I added that. Okay. Receive as correspondence as things are just flowing through, right? I think there's a civic obligation if it's asked to forward to this committee, please forward to the AAC. So done. Okay. Now we can set things to the agenda and the likes. There's a certain amount of rural roads in there, it seems to me. And but what do we want to do with it and where we own the future agenda? Should there be something you like? Let's get it in the spot that makes the most sense. But I don't think we should be addressing it too much right here as late to the game as it flowed through. But it's going to come up that Tracy had a had one of her job or one of her actions was to write a letter as it relates to the city of Livermore. That letter has been received by myself, CC Rob. We have talked about Mr. Hoppies being in that circle. It's now here. It hasn't been sort of submitted as part of the agenda. But at the same time, I want to keep the process moving forward. So it's going to come up yet again, if you will, in terms of the timeline on it. But for that one, closing that matter. Anybody else from the public open forum? There are currently no hands raised. Closing. Uh, executive team update in the name of just efficiency and the likes. Thank you, everyone, that took time out of their day for the uh, offsite that we had, just looking at key accomplishments. And then what do we want to get done from a committee standpoint as we're moving forward? Reviewed uh, the purpose, powers, and duties, as always, and the executive committee trying to steer the ship, set up the right meetings, and uh, address the, or uh, pay it forward to TNP and other bodies on a needed cadence. So with y'all's permission, I'm going to not read through every piece of the purpose, powers, and duties as usual and move along. And so any other executive team members want to say anything? Karen? I'll just make, take this opportunity to, to thank the host for that day for planning the, the meeting. We've had a lot of participation and uh, we don't exactly know who to appreciate for the lunch, but thank you very much. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so thank you for that. Thanks. The meeting, the cadence, I thought was really good. Right discussion, right level, not trying to pack too much in. So much of that credit goes to Mr. Benetton through and through. Um, I did sponsor lunch for us in the name of uh, promoting agriculture because you all show up so well and so awesome. And that's just my like easy things to do. So thank you. Good for reading. Right, those are young. Um, anybody executive team, anybody else? Opening to the public on five. Assuming no hands online. Closing five. Uh, number six, the 2024 AAC committee meeting schedule as an action item to accept. Any discussion we'd like to have on this item? So we're not a chance to review it and are good with it. I prepared it. There was one key point on it, which was that uh, I believe the the fourth Thursday winds up being Thanksgiving. So the action request was to move the meeting to the prior, which I believe is the 19th, but I don't have it in front. So is that worth considering? I move to accept. I second. Tracy Chuck. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? The record reflects it passes unanimously with those in the room. Open public forum, close public forum, close item seven, open item eight, proposed update on proposed amendments to East County Area Plan and uh, the County General Ordinance Code Title 17. We skip number seven, elections. 
Oh, I did that. That was Freudian, obviously. If I move along, I apologize on that one. They were both the same length on the agenda. So I looked up, I uh, checked it off. Opening item number seven, which is the election of the chair and vice chair for 2024 and 2025. As I understand the parliamentary procedure, nominations may be made by anybody, discussions may be had, and uh, votes may be taken. And the two positions are just chair and vice chair. Mr. Benetton, as I understand, that's all we need to. That is correct at this time for this particular piece. I have a question to ask. Are there any term limits on the current um, chair and vice chair positions? <laughs> no. Would the current chair and vice chair be willing to serve for this current year? I'll do it if he does. Mm. Um, reluctantly, yes. I'm looking for help any which way. I don't always feel like I'm doing a great job, uh, but the yes is the succinct answer to keep things moving forward. Well, I will second that if that's the motion. <laughs> I move to um, elect um, as current chair and vice chair to continue on in the 24, 25 year. I second I'm gonna give the second to Mr. Fredericks as uh, I think he got there earlier, even though there could have been an order of operations there. You might have if you push that through the legal system, but uh, all in favor, thank you for the confidence in and uh, appreciation and discussion. Open for discussion, thank you. Open for discussion and public forum. There was discussion on that item. Uh, open uh, currently, no hands raised. Discussion, Dr. Goslin. Nope. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Record the flex passes unanimously. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Now, on to item number eight, which is an update on the proposed amendments to ECAP and general and county general ordinance code title 17 to promote the development of visitor serving uses supporting the South Valley, South Livermore Valley wine region, um, Alameda County Planning Department, Community Development Agency item attached. And so, informational item. And Ms. Benton, are you uh, prepared to speak on this item to give a brief update? Um, modestly. Uh, so on December 4th, uh, this came before the Transportation and Planning Committee. Um, the ongoing steps identified for moving forward uh, in response to the proposed uh, Tri-Valley Tri Conservancy amendments um, are lengthily described in this uh, document. Uh, staff is in the process of identifying funding to engage a consultant to assist in the preparation of the sequel analysis for the proposed amendments. The timeline for the project will depend on the availability of funding and its provision and allocation. Uh, the complexity of the sequel document required and availability of a qualified consultant. After the CEQA document is completed, staff will bring the amendments to the Ag Advisory Committee for their input to the Planning Commission, therefore, and to request a uh, recommendation for approval by the Board of Supervisors and to your committee before requesting approval by the Board. Any uh, questions on that one? Thank you. Uh, I, I want to encourage everyone to do deep reads on this particular document. Uh, that's a large part of why I made sure this was attached because it also includes the proposed amendments, which 
since many of us were looking at those in the mid to late summer, early to mid fall, we're now three to six, three to five months away from that forward. So good to have a refresher, encourage that. May I ask, um, Diana, do you know about that, um, those proposed amendments? Did they come from? Oh, it, I mean, they're drafted TBC? through our, yeah, our staff. And so you know about the CEQA requirement? On, okay. Um, I mean, we, we did not leverage the CEQA requirement. <laughs> it, was, it was determined by the county that the project would need a CEQA uh, assessment, so... It is, it is now within the county's hands to that process. Thank you. Okay. And then as it relates to sequel, my understanding, but anybody that knows more, please do correct, is this is a, not a full CEQA, but a look into how the current CEQA applies and what changes or look, you know, so it's not a full, but it is hiring an outside person to look at, because we're going back, I think 92, 93 for the South Valley Area Plan CEQA, then there was the ECAP CEQA in the 90s as well. And then there was one done for Measure D 2022, I think, but I'm not sure if there was one done for Measure D 2020, right? And so there's this is going back across 30 years of those CEQA. So it's having someone look at if anything needs to be done now, I think, well, we'll see how it plays itself out, right? The, as long as the 92, those early ones hold, then I think they should be applied against it. But there is a limit on the guest facing commercial square footage. I think that's a really key piece of this whole thing for you know how we move forward of guest facing commercial, making sure that that's doesn't go over that line and then how that's codified in the system. So. I think it's moving forward and all I can hope is that the county moves with uh, moves with pace, right? In the sense of urgency, and that's why we keep this one on the agenda. I know that adding stuff that we've seen before to agendas is non-zero time and effort of getting it in there. And then the hard copies, the, the, the person that knows where that paper comes from in me as a chemical engineer too, of how you get it to look like that, there's inherent waste in it, and I wish we could just have the digital posts so we could have these documents readily available. They're there and they're in front of us. Thank you for reiterating to please read, take a look at it so we understand it, that we're not coming after the fact and saying, hey, this happened, trying to get this information in front of us as we flow forward. And I apologize to the trees that were hurt in uh, this endeavor on my account to have this information from us. Okay, on that, any other discussion or anything on this item? As an informational item, we've been open to the public. Nothing else to be done, so closed. And now we have, no, so I apologize because my attachment world is all over. So I don't know, was Tracy's letter attached? In the agenda? And no. Just a few of us, the letter, like an hour yeah. before our meeting. I did bring hard copy. Okay. Uh, if folks wanted to share, I made, I think, 10 or 12 copies. I think that might roughly go for a split, two people sharing. I would love to do that and have this get around. I just want to follow the right parliamentary procedures. And at the same time, like it's not that big of a deal. We talked about it before. We have it. It's an agendized item, so late to the game. 
And uh, thank you, Tracy, for your work in that. And I think a well-written letter that if the parliamentary procedures and we agree, it's something that we could review right here, right now. And this is, I want to work in conjunction with you, Mr. Hoppies, on being comfortable with it. And so whether we agree right here, right now to pay it forward, or we agree right here, right now to let Bill, Tracy, Rob take it and move forward so we can uh, have it flow. That would be my desired outcome to not have to come back to the full committee and just being clear on how we move things forward, getting it on letterhead and speaking on behalf of. My feelings will not be hurt in any way whatsoever. But I do feel that it is, it is uh, important to get this committee in front of all the piles that be, and also make reference to the fact that this is an appointed uh, county committee. So gives us a little more clout. But feel free to add the most important, you know, other words. And I just literally took it, took it from our uh, our committees and from your. As I've heard you say, how purpose powers and purpose powers. Like drummed into my head. So in non-governmental, non-Brown Act compliant bodies in many parts of the world, many folks might use a Google Doc to be able to suggest uh, edits in this kind of a thing. But I'm told that that is uh, not permissible because of Brown Act uh, restrictions. And that is to some degree a part of why I also <laughs> So, you know, you can welcome to draw comments, and I can type. <laughs> they can be even later. So, are you proposing that we make suggestions as to any changes and then approve this at the next meeting? At that or making the suggestions now and empowering the outreach of Bill and myself as a to take this and, and move it along. Okay. But that said, anything's on the table. I just don't want to ever speak on behalf of this committee when I've not been afforded uh, authority to speak on behalf of this committee by this committee. I also did not know all, I can't, could not remember all of the who you wanted to send it to. Um, so those suggestions would be very welcome for who to get it sent to, not just to Mayor Marchand. Uh, I remember Andy Please. Ross and his Brandon Cardwell, Andy Ross, City of Liverpool. the chair of the, so the committee is. And the chair of the GPAC. And I would say all five board of soups because it just reinforces the message. Like when we had the rodeo ordinances and the likes, when I was empowered to write the letter, just like if it relates to agriculture, please consult with us before making decisions. So I'd go to all five. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the, the um, general plan update will be moving to the planning commission and then the uh, city council. So I don't know if we wanted to include those members specifically or generally to the planning commission. To the planning commission. Yeah. 
it, it will get received, won't it, Rob, from the Planning Commission at the city if it's sent to the, yeah. Okay, I'll have to get a copy of it. I am calling out Planning Commission City of Livermore makes Same. sense. And and the Livermore City Council just call them all out instead of just Mayor Marchand, right? Just the broad yeah. way to go, which is the ten. Does anybody have any edits or how they would look at it differently or bills or a way that you would like to or not necessarily here where we're spending this year, but I do have some suggestions. Um, you know, if, if the committee can once to approve the general tone of this, you know, I believe that we're smithing a couple of us, then you know, as long as we don't change the general tone, that'd be a proper way to vote. I would be I would support. I don't spend a lot of time smithing here. I would agree. Would you be willing to partner with me, sure. and then the two of us will take that? Should we get a motion in a second to move this one forward? You and I should come to alignment to move it forward. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do that. I vote with the roster who I think this should be sent to. That would be awesome. So there's to me there's a concept room for a motion there. To if anybody would like to make it. We'll also accept any specific suggestions right here, right now, as they were asked for. But I tend to align with Bill that we don't need to get too deep in wordsmithing right here, right now. So moved. Yeah. I'll uh, uh, I'll make a suggestion and second promotion uh, on on trails we're working on, and, and I, the letter's good. The tone of the letter is superb. Uh, recreational. A recreational trail system. I would suggest uh, between parks and counties, between cities, parks, and counties. Oh, to add may, that, maybe, and just an addition. Um, and it would be that simple because the trails group is trying to get to Hunter Costa County and, and get to Santa Clara County uh, yeah. in some of our what we're, what we're looking at. So to restate the motion, this committee is empowering uh, Bill Hobbies and Carl Wente to take the essence and the tone of this letter, do any wordsmithing, take what we've heard, and letter head on it and move it forward to the groups upon which we align. There was a motion made by uh, Mr. Campos and a second by Mr. Quigley. Does anybody want more discussion on this one? I have one suggestion. Please. In the third paragraph, um, you know, it's some of it is um, general, like addressing infrastructure versus advocating. So my recommendation would be to, to, to state the verb of what it is that you want to do about each one of those things, like access to sustainable water resources, which is increasing access. What is it that we're for here rather than a topic? Understood. Yeah. And then um, kind of along the same lines, the first sentence uh, at the top of the second page just says, we stand ready to service resource and actively engage. I think you said it earlier, we, we want to participate. It's not that we stand ready, it's that we want you to talk to us. We're active. Yes. In the name of efficiency, can we, can we amend that motion to add NAN to our little trifecta to, to, to help us get there? Thank you. 
I think I totally understand what you're saying and then yeah. the power of language with the verb associated with it, right? It's uh, directional like so. Yes. So this is a discussion item. Um, so of, of, the, of the group, I think there's only two of us that live in that general area. And a lot of participants, some of the participants in these forums have been the rural residents of that area. And I would like this to recognize that the existing rural residents have been doing some of this and need to be recognized in some way, not that they're just sort of out there just waiting for somebody to come in. But there's been act, some active agriculture, there's been some active um, uh, housing with our rural residences in this particular area and some, some business. So I would like to recognize the folks who are already in place. They've been left out of this process, I think, too much. I'm not sure. I don't have a clear path into into a corporation of what you're saying. It'd be, it'd be more of a pre part of the preamble that we recognize that the existing residents and landowners of this area have been participating in agriculture, open space, and uh, we wish to acknowledge that. Something to that. That sounded perfect. We recognize existing rural residents have been doing this work for generations and businesses. Well, gener not all generations, <laughs> but um, they're actively providing open space right now. Okay. Like adequately captured, I'm taking notes too, do you feel? I think so. Good, heard, understood. Anybody else? Call it. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? The record reflects passed unanimously. Thank you so very much, Tracy, for moving us forward. Uh, Bill, Nan, I will take the lead in, uh, in trying to wrangle. Google shared docs hopefully works. We get that out. No Brown Act. We uh, work our way towards home. Um, that open for uh, open public for number nine. Closing number nine. And then number 10, next steps uh, for the AAC regarding agricultural employee housing. And fundamentally, I'm not sure that this one needs to be its own agenda item when it's fundamentally a sub of the land use ag enhancement subcommittee. That said, uh, there's, you know, want to make sure we are aligning what those next steps are and should be with placeholder in quote unquote placeholder in the general plan, the housing elements is flowing forward to sort of recognize this is a piece. Also, there's recognition that the that, uh, the ECAP itself and the general, excuse me, the yeah, Alameda County general plan and the California state constitution all have provisions saying that ag housing, ag worker housing is something that is granted, right? So it's part of it. And I think Alameda County has recognized that with how it's in there. But what are the next steps? There was a needs assessment. There was a, hey, we can go looking for money. There are different things of what we could and should be doing. But again, we want to be able to catch that ball if we're going to be the quote unquote lead agency in driving any of this forward. So with that, I'll sort of just open in salvo as I stagnation stinks, but we got it in. It's recognized. Now there's some people that would say, now have someone put in a project and let the system work. And now other people would say, no, we've got to make sure that we have the policy out the front, get it in there, have it go that way. And so not totally sure what our best path forward is. Just leave it at that. And uh, when Dr. Gaza and I accepted these roles, 
one of the things that I asked of him was, don't be the first to speak, speak later as we go. This one, I'd like to violate that principle and ask you to speak first on this one to sort of like to hear from you about what you think best serves from this committee as it relates to ag worker housing. Yeah, there's existing ordinance that's starting to float around. It was recognized as we began working on this that existing ordinance could be a model. But then uh, uh, determining some foundations regarding the type of housing and the purpose of those types of housing who can participate in the housing. Uh, those, those are details that need to be worked out. The associated infrastructure, whether or not our rule that uh, agricultural water can be hauled onto the property also applies to farm worker housing, you know, is something that we will need to work through as policy. So I, I think we could, uh, with this particular subject, take both existing work that's been done by other organizations as well as looking at the uh, process of uh, constructing farm worker housing as it exists in Alameda County, and then come up with an adaptive plan that meets the state's requirements or the state's goals. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm gonna create a little framework here. Um, so the policy that was included in the housing element um, was essentially the identification of special needs housing in which falls uh, farmer slash rancher, i.e. ag worker housing. Um, so first of all, ag worker housing falls with as a special needs category A. Uh, the, the, the two programs uh, that are following from that policy are one that uh, per the state's um, changes, the state uh, is now essentially allowing that there is no, uh, that, that that housing is allowed by right, that there's no required site development review. So that's the first piece. The second piece um, is the need for a needs assessment as to the extent and magnitude and reality of the need for ag worker housing in the county. Um, that could consider you know, numbers of uh, ag workers on ranches and farms that could consider seasonality and changes across season and across labor types, um, different land uses within that. Uh, but ultimately, this body is largely the holder of the needs assessment. And um, everyone here is a volunteer uh, on the committee. So I uh, just want to make sure that is A, extra clear, but B, uh, note that there, it's going to take some legwork across the committee for the needs assessment to actually have some, um, you know, some detail that's that's grounded and real. Um, so, you know, all I'm saying is be all you can be. We can't do it without you. Heard. Thank you, uh, Dr. Gosman. Thank you, Rob. Jerry. So I still worry a little bit about the building envelope as part of this uh, solution to a problem. I mean, I'm just looking at I look at my own particular case. I, I, I you know I have a two-acre building envelope inside of a hundred-acre parcel, and that's going to include ag, ag worker housing as well. Seems a little silly to me, I, but yeah, it's got to be. I think someone's going to have to try try a test case and then put it some, in another place and then see what happens. And I'm not prepared yet to do that, but I might be in the next few years. It, it's considered an agricultural use 
And so there's already a test in uh, Alameda County regarding that principle, which is the agricultural caretakers quarters and an agricultural caretakers quarters can be placed anywhere right. on the ground. I, I know that, but yeah. does that mean that this could also be placed anywhere? It means it or, should. Or only where the caretaker quarters would be. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's uh, my understanding is there isn't a limit on the caretakers quarters. The caretakers role is defined as a role that's uh, uh, graded because of the operation. But can only be one caretaker that's what I understand. So, so in, interesting interpretation. And so I'd like to see that word one only or that term one or only. Hmm. So so again, there there is there is something that needs to be brought out, which is there is a push and shove between in the enhancement of agriculture and a goal and the use of language and interpretation of that language that allows agricultural enhancement. Uh, to occur. And and so uh, at some point that has to be determined by the Board of Supervisors as opposed to staff. And uh, it may be that, um, you know, we start getting solutions if we start having decisions being made. Now, the framework for having decisions being made now exists. We've had terms brought to the Board of Supervisors for determination. And we have another acting process that's a few, uh, an, an agenda item tonight. It's already starting. So definitions and policy that's associated with definitions is something that's now entering the system. And it, it's something that'll help us out with those questions. Uh, Mr. Norton. Yeah, Jerry, were you uh, alluding to the fact that would uh, caretaker housing and ad worker housing create a second envelope? Is that what you were? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they have to be next to each other. I, I think there needs to. I think the the situation of two acre envelopes on on twenty acre parcels. Okay, that makes sense. When you start to have hundred acre parcels, what or two hundred or five hundred acre parcels? They're all limited in one two acre envelope, which starts to not make sense. Mm -hmm. So I think someone along the way is going to have to probably test this by submitting something and then the planning department saying no and then you appeal it and then have have something some exception to say wait a minute this this is silly we've got to make we've got to make some provision for larger parcels. So so to comment on that, you know, I, I said on the BZA for 14 years and that approach could conceptually lead to the first test case, the second case the third case, and then the oh. ap application becoming the policy yeah. that each uh, uh, effort to have egg farm worker housing go through a permitting process. Now that would be contrary to what the state wants, which is an entitlement by right. The, the state, my understanding is the state has acknowledged that within jurisdictions, you know, city or county, certainly rules can be put in. And uh, on the other hand, you know, it's recognized that when you start putting rules together, they can become limiting to the extent that it effectively eliminates the part, uh, the project. So that could conceptually be the test is, you know, when the policy is created. But, you know, first, I think we take a shot at developing a policy and it could be recognized that having with a hundred acre parcel, one agricultural employees quarters for every five acres and have them distributed 
that might be too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, it can be acknowledged that yeah. there could be too much, and that there needs to be some standards that don't have to necessarily be the existing standards. In the same way that a, you know, a, a barn can be put up onto an agricultural on an agricultural property as long as it's an agricultural use. It can be put on the property as long as there's, there's the appropriate setback from the property lines, and as, as long as you know it has a role in agriculture, you just get to do it. So, uh, and in in that process, it's a process of notifying the department, planning department, that you're going to do it. Say, I'm going to build a barn. That's it. Uh, Mr. Quigley, is is there a, a model uh, in in a, a, a California state county? That we know of, or around the country in the ag communities, you know, Lower Texas, or you know, where um, that they're doing what? Yeah, the, the, doing? there are. I've done a, a quick search, and there are you know uh, counties and cities that are starting to develop specific farm worker housing uh, policy, and uh, uh, so whether it's called farm worker housing or agricultural employee housing. Uh, we have different terms that we have to settle out, uh, settle on in Alameda County, and I'm seeing different terms being used uh, in the state for the, the housing policy that's being developed. But it is the type of policy that's responsive to the state's direction. Thank you. Tracy. Can I just understand this for a second from what Rob just said? In order to create, develop a policy for farm worker and housing, there needs to be a farm worker needs assessment. And is there one currently? And is this a responsibility of this committee? And is there any funding to be able to hire a CEQA, um, you know, like a consultant, like what just got passed, uh, so, requested? So a couple of weeks. So the housing element is in process of rolling through draft has been submitted Housing and Community Development have provided some feedback. I'm actually, I've actually requested uh, what that feed, what feedback was as it relates to farm worker housing. Um, but the need, and, and so again, the, the policy was that ag worker housing is a special need identified uh, by the county within the housing element uh, as a future need over the next eight years. The housing element's released every eight years. The second piece is the um, site development review point. Um, that essentially it's by right. And then the third being the needs assessment, which in the eyes of the county largely sits with this body. Now, if funding is desired, needed, wanted, or active uh, evolution of that as a project, that's gotta be also be transferred back up the chain of command, probably through me and probably in some kind of a written so if the right if if the if the needs there from our standpoint right of the things that we could work on the things we hire the first consultant the things we hire right to move forward so the needs assessment this is a needs assessment what is done with that needs assessment is this to say then okay now the county is going to spend time on moving this forward yeah and what does a positive needs assessment look like in terms of verse this is Permitted by right, there's no SDR even needed because the California state constitution trumps. Thus, just have something like move it forward. Sure. Right? So, so, so the state of California has issued uh, the Joe Cerna Jr. 
uh, farm worker housing fund. And that is funding specifically from the state to uh, allocate towards the development of farm worker housing as needed, can be applied for. Uh, it's renewed on an annual basis by the state. Don't recall the, the, you know, the extent of the pool of the funds in that, um, but basically the needs assessment would then guide towards whether the county would uh, work with developers and or with this committee towards a plan. Yes. So it's a first step. And also at this point, I think it's also important to just cover a couple of things we've covered in, in past meetings. Uh, one is, remember, farm workers are generally considered to have specialized needs due to their limited income and the often unstable nature of their employment. Um, and then also it's the Employee Housing Act, State Health and Safety Code, uh, Section 17,000, uh, that allows for employee housing for six or fewer employees deemed in a single family structure, subject to the same permit requirements as a single family structure. I believe that permit is what's going. Uh, and then employee housing with no more than 36 beds in group quarters or 12 units or spaces designed for use by a single family or household, subject to the same permit requirements as agricultural structures. Um, and so this code guides regulation around the construction, uh, maintenance of grounds and buildings, minimal allowable sleeping space, facility sanitation, heating, and often septic is a limited issue, a limiting issue on um, ag worker housing development. I can also pass this around. This is the PowerPoint I gave last year in the summer and fall. It's got charts. Uh, which don't indicate a huge amount of need on ag worker housing, but I don't know how deep this goes into seasonality. That's um, what I want, because I remember you bringing that um, forward and then it's like, oh, there's only a couple hundred people. Is that for real? Um, this is a consideration. Also, considerations are commute time and distance and whether that makes sense from an agroeconomic perspective and whether employees... Um, become residents and thus invest their dollars locally as residents becomes a whole other like tertiary circle, right? So would it be helpful if I pass this this way first or And that's another reason why I love having the attachments there. So it'd be there again, we'd have to print it up and have it back there, but it's just the reinforcing where we've been, you know, sort of down the, down the path, lots of great information's in there. And- Chair Wendy. Yes. Could we possibly bring this needs assessment back as an uh, agenda item to really discuss it next meeting? Inevitably, yes. I would think it's more appropriate under the land use subcommittee. Okay. Then we'll try and convene in that regard to you know tackle it as it moves forward. I think that's a prudent thing to do. Okay. And the other the other part of me thinks that the job's done. Someone apply for it, the state constitution protects it, and like see what happened. It begs the questions ag related. Is it in the FAR? Is it in the is it in the building envelope? Is it like it's well, if it's part of the ag structure, clearly measure D says something about residential, non-residential. Now we're back to the conflict there, right? In terms of it. So it just begs the question and trying to get policy built in front versus having someone step forward and get there is, and so I would rather work towards building the policy. We don't have the structure to support that strategy fundamentally. And that's my concern. So thus, I, I sincerely hope you do pull permit to see what it is because California state constitution has your back. 
I will have your back. I will try to have this committee have back because it's supporting agriculture moving it forward. But unless in, in the rubber, you know, it's the way to make the rubber meet the road. Now, so yes, I think we should push this forward as a part of the land use subcommittee ongoingly. It's just sort of a big one. I don't want to be dropping the ball for anybody on this in terms of knowing that that needs assessment is out there. But if it doesn't happen, it's no worse than where we've been as well, right? How much time and effort do we want to focus on that? Doing a proper needs assessment like that, you're in government and government like you're in the six figures type of consultant to come and do and look at data and 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 like it's just like i've seen it too many times now you're shaking your head no so good cut it in half and yes and no I, I think i think everybody at this table brings a tremendous amount of talents assets and maybe not fiscal assets but resources uh to this table um the needs assessment of this committee has already been taken and unanimously heads nodding the need is there can we just punch it and say we've done a needs assessment? No, no, no. I let me finish this the thought. Data backing is what I think the needs assessment has potential to lead to. So we have uh, not to volunteer you, Dr. O, but we have Las Positas College represented as an ex officio here uh, at the table. I understand Tri Valley Conservancy has some volunteers sometimes. Um, I'm just saying there's some there's some foot. There's some footprint that's a little broader among some of us that might be able to extend reach in some way, shape, or form. What that looks like is not my decision at all. But understood. That's a good point from the TVC perspective. Uh, Mr. Triska was bringing that up at at various meetings, and I don't know if there's any. Do you know, Diana? Is there any movement, work, or anything being done on that in that regard from the TVC standpoint? Uh, yeah, we're moving forward with. Um, the project and will potentially form a subcommittee to, to move that forward. But I mean, like, I, I guess if this is something that we're required or expected or have some sort of authority over, is there not grant funding available or a source that we can go to within the county to be able to, to fund these efforts? Because, you know, I, I'd rather not off on a nonprofit if, it, if we're expected to produce a needs assessment. If um, if um, if staffing and fiscal allocation is needed, then we should have a specific ask for what that would be for, mm -hmm. um, and that can be passed up the chain of command. Um, there is also some level of evaluative insight as to the development of the survey forms as research that potentially cooperative extension and or the community college uh, representation here could be supported with as well. So on that side, just making sure the survey is statistically sound and viable, there, there's some resources there too. So I, I think it, it can come from multiple sources. Then the, the parameters of need is, is something that actually has to be considered as well. So the number of hours employed in agriculture is a factor. Uh, this committee supported extending the concept of farm worker and looking at uh, uh, workers in other sectors of the economy as being included as farm workers because of their role with the agricultural economy, especially, especially local agriculture. So an example of that would be food service workers, especially starter food service workers. And uh, if that entitlement to farm worker housing could be granted to workers at restaurants or other places that specifically purchase local food, 
then there's a nexus that's created that could make sense. And uh, so the land use, I think it makes sense to, as Carl suggested, that, that we gnaw on it a little bit and consider some of these. Rob mentioned the group housing concept for 36 workers. What group housing is needs to be determined. Uh, does Jerry want to build a 36 unit uh, dormitory on his property? Or is he thinking about starting with five tiny homes that are integrated somewhere and then hopefully expanding to 36 or, you know, whatever's needed on this property? Uh, thank you. So, yeah, Diana, I'm, it's, how to have what to ask for fundamentally right and ultimately in talking to chiefs of staff of multiple of the board of supervisors i asked them the same question i don't know what to do i don't know how to move this forward i feel like it's circular and one of the responses was bring it up at tmp next time very unequivocally state that right don't know what to do we are responsible for this yeah. what to do next and so that's on my tmp sort of list because your point is heard. Um, that said, the if the ability to do good is there, right? I want to try and synergistically take it and go. And it's uh, and it's you know we're all of the community, so I'm not looking for the, uh, the if it's free, it's for me, and the shirt the duty associated. So we'll continue to ask that question. But then I want us to be able to catch the ball and also don't want to duplicate effort with the subcommittee set up. I know I've been sort of in some of those preliminary discussions, so we're uh, moving to downfield appropriately. Good to, does that, anybody have any other comments on this one? What would be a good uh, ballpark for a consultant for this scope of work? What, what range are we talking about? You heard, you heard my answer, and, and then, but that's how much economic data you want to get into, how much, like, how much, like, it just, yeah. you well know, it doesn't take long to get there if you're going to have a reputable in behind now. It's at what level of, what level and statistically significant, what, what constitutes a needs assessment, right? And that's where the, a lot of people said you got to go ask your your supervisors themselves of what that means, what that looks like. Now, there's state law backing it up as it relates to housing elements, special needs housing element, and how it flows. And so, more needed to be learned there. I don't have a concrete answer. I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be six figures. I don't think it's an environmental planning project in the same way that you know the others efforts we've been talking about tonight are. I, I think that would depend on how far we want to extend the who is agriculture. Yes. If we're going to just um, uh, landscape people, that's different than if we just talk about people who are doing horses and crops and so on. Because right, we did, yeah. Amen. No, upset. But I do know that the Ag Commissioner who has this annual report has her annual report that she tries to pull together. And it's it's by mail and sometimes it follows up by phone and not everybody participates. So it's not a 100% response, no matter what we try to do or who, how much we pay a consult. We're not going to do it ourselves. I think it would go a long way in this coming year. since We just started 2024 um, to actually formulate that you know, the need for the policy with the need for the assessment and then take it up to the um, county level and, and see where it goes from there as the 
advice from this committee since that's going to, since it sounds like that's what's required to um, move this whole subject forward. So anyway. Agreed. Talk about it next. I look forward to closing this one. Anything else on item 10? Is that a motion? <laughs> no. No. There's no action item at that room. No action item, just that power vested by me moving that into the land use subcommittee because our fundamental where it belongs. That's responsible for that committee to bubble it back forward. Now, that's the ideal, and I'm chairing that. I have not done a great job of that either. So, like, but at the same time, uh, Diana and Tracy are uh, holding me accountable to continue to move this forward. So, it's good. Okay, close in number 10. Open into the public number 10. Moments from the public number 10, close number 10, subcommittee updates. Uh, again, we did a lot of good work last time. We don't need to rehash uh, what we came from the offsite, share what's important and uh, any actions needed out of it. The floor is yours. At this point, uh, I'm glad you were able to meet Lynn Hunsinger, who's our most recent applicant uh, to, to join us here at the table. I'm sorry, she's not here tonight. Um, uh, and I would like for us to consider her appointment for the plant ecology position as a University of California plant ecologist and rangeland specialist. Uh, and this is a position that we haven't had filled after the second year of this committee when we had someone else to work with that. So it's one that we desperately would appreciate having filled. So with that, I move that we uh, we move Dr. Lynn Hunsinger's application to the Board of Supervisors for I'll second that motion. I thought she was very impressive from her application. Uh, motion, second, discussion. Yeah, support both the, you know, she uh, uh, said she didn't coin the phrase working landscape, but certainly started using it very early in, in her career. It's a term uh, agriculturists here adopted uh, quite some time ago and continue to work to embrace and implement. So that being said, you know, it's just, uh, she's done a lot of good work and that work is spread beyond the university. Absolutely. Thank you, anybody else? All the motion, all in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Record reflects, unanimous, those in the room. Thank you, Karen, for your work. The other part of, of you got about documents in your attachments, and we I shared some of them last uh, at the last meeting. Um, for those of you who are newer to the committee, we we've had a long period of time where many people exceeded their terms because nobody else came forward, and we kind of lost track. We were just having such a grand time as appointees that we didn't think about our terms and <laughs> make decisions, of course. So therefore, a lot of them have kind of extended over their time in, in stages. And our anticipation last year was to try and move some of those along to keep a staggering in effect. And we, we made, we went quite a ways and then we stopped. We thought we had Jerry B. Miller's re uh, reappointment in place in the fall. And I guess we did not have a quorum at the meeting where that was <laughs> otherwise agreed to. So he's on, on the agenda for reconsideration tonight. And then the next two uh, people that, Kind of came to the fore from the membership committee and with with uh, Rob's suggestion, our Chuck Moore and I, both of us, also are willing to continue on this committee as so appointed. And I would not, uh, I would move a brief re a recommendation of Jerry Bean and alert to the board of supervisors. I'll second. 
Discussion? Public, closed, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Record reflects unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Beamell, for your service. And for your patience. And for your patience. <laughs> and, and then did you say there's two more to move? Well, the other the other two that were on tonight's agenda would be Chuck Moore, the equine um, guru, and myself. I will oh. not make a motion. Okay, I move. On both? Yes. Okay, take one at a time. All right, motion and second on both. Call for discussion. Um, my discussion point is we want people that are showing up, right? Clayton has sort of offered up, like, find someone else. There's no one, right? We get someone there. Uh, Mr. Moore is prioritizing the fair board over this, and I'm not blaming him, right? They're doing good stuff there, too. So there's a certain amount of time, and so I just want us to continue to ongoing, like, hard-pressed to nominate somebody when we haven't seen the lights of his eyes for that long. If he hasn't discussed with him about it at all? He just, like, he's trying, but and he's just choosing the fair board when push comes to shove. Is it the same meeting the same night? Or? There have been some crossover and, I don't know. So I think let's move this one forward, but just noting that one's there, uh, we want people that want to show up. Now, I value his expertise. I value what he brings to the table, value all of it. So, Mr. Prentice. Could you or somebody speak to him and, and see if he is really interested in continuing here? If, if there's a ongoing conflict, I might suggest we 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 not only let him finish, please, sir. Sorry. No, I was kind of finishing anyway. Just I mean, if you can't show up, then he may just decide that he doesn't. It's not right to So we have had those discussions, and he doesn't want to. He wants to stay in, but I think the outcome is what we're seeing, right? And so it's a balance on it. So we'll continue to have those discussions. I mean, I say it to anybody, right? I'm, Clayton or to Batty Addy or to anybody, right? If you're not going to show up, right? I'm going to be the first that's going to try and shake this tree, let it loose, get someone that will show. Well, the other way to deal with this is until um, until replaced, you, you sit on the on the committee. And so by not recommending him to go forward, he still has a position. And the other option is to develop uh, a tenant's policy. We have an the attendance of policy we have recommended to the Board of Supervisors with sitting on an attorney's desk somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Just that. As, as For months. months. Sorry. <laughs> going on going on years. Um, I, I would Can you move Karen forward and just leave uh, Mr. Moore and Ms. that's why I wanted to separate them for the ease of where I thought we were going to get to. But I would like to, well, there's motions on the table, everything else. Can everyone rescind their motions? Whoever has motions on the table. So rescind it. I think that the essence of the motion was let's uh, nominate Karen again and let's let Chuck stay in limbo until someone else comes along. It's his seat as opposed to officially re-nominating. And I think that leaves a little limbo. I will continue, Karen. I think we'll have those calls with him. And But thus far, he hasn't said, I, I want out which is, I can't say the same thing about Clayton. He's like, I don't, like, I'm not showing up. I do want out, but there's no one else there. So he's in that limbo too. So hopefully that was clear as mud, my uh, motion. So I think Larry motion for, for Karen's nomination. Who was second? Second. We'll leave uh, Chuck alone. And leave Chuck alone. No action is de facto action to let it ride. Alter that. All in favor of that motion second? With Karen? Only With about Karen. Karen. Karen, yes. Right. Aye. 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 Any opposed? 
Record reflection now. Thank you. Anything else, Karen? That's it. Advocacy. Well, yes, there is one more thing. Uh, for those of you who have contacts in the recreation field, as broad as that is, um, send me contact names and, and emails for me to you know, notify more about the, that position being open. Um, or um, if you want the whole packet and you want to forward it yourself, let me know so that we can continue to recruit uh, for the parks and recreation in a broad sense. We don't really define it as any particular activity. Right, and I think that this is over to you, uh, Bill, but... Um, I won't repeat everything because we, we just discussed it, other than Dr. Um, uh, office did give that back to me with the name of a person to contact who would put me, give me the name of a person in Caltrans to contact and also my court to get back to them. Uh, the only other thing I'll bring up is um, uh, Hillary Salinas, who we had talked to about becoming an ex officio member from... Calfish and game. Um, I've not received a response from them for several months. Do you want me to pulse her again? Or try, try her again and see okay. what happens, please. That's it. Cool. Uh, thank you. Any questions for Bill? And where was I? Just I had something in my head. Oh, wait, there's a point in my chair. So it is gone. Uh, land use subcommittee. Um, need to schedule uh, regular meetings and hold to them, but I think the work laid out between, you know, all of the things we have going on, ag worker housing, agritourism and the likes, need to take that initiative and keep moving the ball downfield. Um, on that committee, anybody else that's on that committee have anything they'd like to say? Tracy. I just wanted to give a, a, a very brief agritourism update. Um, first of all, I spoke this morning um, and gave a presentation on agritourism to the Livermore, the Leadership Livermore uh, program. Um, and I don't know if you're all familiar with that, but um, it's a multi-day jurisdiction. They're teaching uh, local businesses and movers and shakers about all things um, Livermore. And so I was um, pleased to be able to give a presentation about agritourism. Um, had I used the list from this committee of everything that is considered agritourism up on the um, up on the screen, and I'll tell you that's when I had the most people with their phones taking a picture of what agritourism was. So I was happy about that. And then the second thing, I don't know if I said this already last time, but um, I'm I'm working with um, Visit California, the state tourism agency. They have hired JLL consultants to do twelve regional. Um, plans um, about tourism, and they have conducted a lot of focus groups for that. I'm on the Bay Area Regional Committee Advisory Committee for that project, and I was able to join their agricultural agritourism focus group, and it was very interesting to hear. I was the only DMO or destination place on the call. Um, everybody else was mostly down um, further south, and um, so I was pleased to be able to get them to contact uh, Supervisor Halbert to get interviewed for Alameda County because I noticed Alameda County was sorely missing from that focus group. So anyway, just wanted to give you those two. And so I'll continue to carry that flag. Thanks so much. One thing, can you repeat the name of the group that was with? Barrier Regional Advisory Committee with JLL Consultants and Visit California uh, on behalf of Visit California. And uh, Daryl, anything from Rangeland that's been spread? 
Not that I can think of right now. Anybody else on that? Um, Sheila just mentioned in passing about a week ago to me uh, that the um, Healthy Ecosystem Service payments for for carbon sequestration on rangeland dollar amounts might be increasing. I was wondering if you had anything you could add to that. That's something the reporters pick up on and write stories, but when they really try to find out what it does, there's nobody that can tell you that. I can't tell you what the management plan is. I mean, there's controversies over, you're already doing stuff to sequester carbon. That doesn't count. So you have to do something more than what you're doing now. So that leaves out a lot. Of, if there's somebody that's progressive, they're left out. If there's somebody that's backward that's not doing anything now, he might qualify for something. And then it comes out, you know, some number like $5 an acre or something. No, I mean, it's it's one of those things that sounds good to people and you should be doing it, but when you really try to define it or say, okay, well, tell me how it works, well, we can't do that because we're still working on it. So that's my criticism. I just think we ought to concentrate on it. We can really make it work since somebody needs to come up with something that, you know, works. Or you can try. I don't know. I mean, we have the combos. Application thing that's maybe something, but that's kind of sketchy in terms of results. So, yeah, the annual range land is burning away. Thanks so much. Anybody else? Land use, solar, Mr. Norton. Yeah, um, so since uh. Our offsite, we've had a, a renewed meeting schedule. We've met once, we have another uh, meeting planned for February 8th, uh, taking into account some things that were suggested at the offsite. We, we are currently reading American Farmland Trust local solar policy recommendations to be considered and debated at the next meeting, the February 8th meeting. Uh, still looking for a field trip uh, site. That exploration is continuing. And uh, um, we have a, uh, a contact for a meeting with the new East Bay Community Energy, ABA. Uh, no meeting scheduled yet, but uh, uh, that is progressing. That's, that's where we are. Thank you. Any uh, questions, comments for Mr. Norton? You are not moving right along to Equine, Dr. Gosselin. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I gave an attachment uh, or presented an attachment for the meeting tonight, and we, we don't need to go through all that. Uh, I just wanted to update on the process primarily. So, and, and that's what's significant. This process was uh, first defined uh, back in 2004 and uh, finally being implemented. And what we're discovering is that there there's not um, great smoothness to the implementation of the process. And so we we struggled over a couple of weeks uh, to bring forward the terms that we were going to begin to define so that we could be on common ground to discuss 
the needs of the equine industry in Alameda County. And uh, we picked terms that were intended to be um, uh, controversial or uh, to have in, to intuit differently for staff than they do for people in the equine industry. And we did that with the intent to facilitate a process or develop a process. So that being said, we, we have picked five words and uh, or five terms. Those terms are boarding stable, training stable, because there's a differentiation between the two that isn't recognized by staff, but that is recognized by the industry. Um, we've proposed to be adopted a term for occupant of the premises. We made that definition or created that definition from the definitions that exist in the ordinance for occupant and premises. And what we've discovered is that putting those two together creates some pushback from staff. Uh, and so, you know, we, we are discovering that working through the process is something that really needs to be done. Uh, the term private facility is one that's come forward over the last 20 years as being as having different interpretations. Uh, it's considered by some staff members that a private facility is comparable to a home where the only people in that home most of the time are the people that own the land or rent the land. We actually agree with that. And we believe that that should include the people that rent the stalls, much like the uh, rancher who rents uh, range land. Those are the occupant of the premises. The same applies to horse facilities that have a lot of participants. Yes. So that have, I'm just asking some clarification, but have some overlap of boarding facilities because I technically rent a stall for my horse, but I'm not an occupant on that property. Do you write a check? Yes. Yes, you're the occupant. Okay. So, 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 so anyway, but that, that is that need for clarification that we just heard from somebody in the equine industry is the reason we're moving through this process. Um, now, what's really interesting is back in two, two, 2004, it was recognized that the, there needed to be a definition for agricultural building, as well as the clarification of the uses within an agricultural building. Our solution to that is to have now two definitions for agricultural building and the uses within it, in, within it in Alameda County. And that's causing some questions to be raised regarding what do we do with agricultural workers? So uh, what, what the committee has done is just to acknowledge that there are two existing definitions and we need to look at those and decide what the criteria are for being included in those two different, different definitions and how those two different definitions relate to each other when a project is proposed. Because one of the definitions can require a CEQA review, the other definition can require just notifying staff that you're putting up a barn. And so clarifying that is remarkably important. Now, if you look at the top of the document, uh, you'll see that under the heading of definitions proposed by the Equine Technical Advisory Committee, there's equine definitions guidelines. All three of those guidelines come from resources rather than being created by the committee. And I've, I've discovered over time that using already confirmed resources is a valuable tool. Uh, so number one, two actually come from the report that was uh, voted uh, or supported by vote by the Board of Supervisors in 2004. The third criteria for definitions, and Carl will probably remember it, is to avoid definitions that are 
inconsistent, bloated with unnecessary and outdated language, idiosyncratic, and out of date with current best practices. So that, that particular guideline has come from a relatively recent report that's been received by the Board of Supervisors, the Baker Tilly report. And, and so what we see with these three guidelines is that over 24 years, what was recognized by this Agricultural Advisory Committee way back then is something that was supported by an outside resource as being a problem that still exists. And uh, so, so hopefully Carl will work his magic and we as a committee will work our magic to um, educate our board of supervisors and let them know that we do have an intent to enhance agriculture and other recent studies that have shown that we are not doing that uh, will support the fact that we need definitions that move us towards the enhancement of agriculture. So that's the purpose of the process and why we pick these words. So what, what the uh, Equine Technical Advisory Committee would like to do at this point is those of you that have time, look at this format. And we would like feedback on the format as a tool to educate other people, whether it be staff or the Board of Supervisors. And uh, uh, certainly, if you have any comments regarding any of the definitions or what we're trying to do, you can email me and, and share that information. Uh, as, as it exists right now, where we are in the process is to work through these definitions. Uh, we're working with a staff member who's been remarkably good to work with, and we've asked her to take this these back to the planning department for comment. We haven't heard the comment as of yet, and we'd like to get that comment and try to work through it uh, before we take anything to the transportation planning committee or the board of supervisors. So, so that's it. Any questions? So, when you say you take it back to the planning department, or take it to initially, what does what does that mean? Well, actually, it would be taken that back because the Board of Supervisors directed this work to be done 20 years ago. So the work we will be taking back to the Board of Supervisors initially to ask direction, probably through the Transportation Planning Committee, uh, and then to get approval of our definitions, should we not reach consensus with staff, uh, that would be more of a, um, you know, a, not necessarily an adversarial process, but it would be the Board of Supervisors making the decision. If, if we do have consistency with staff or agreement with staff, then at that point, I think it'd, it'd be an easier push, but still the Board of Supervisors are gonna have to approve these definitions. So that, that's something they do, they do it routinely. And we're asking them to do the same thing. Now, what's significant, and it's significant to a lot of the issues that come up here, is that the supervisors over 20 years ago, based on the direction of the Ag Advisory Committee, not only wanted definitions, but they wanted guidelines. And uh, so there was foresight uh, on the part of the Ag Advisory Committee to get a connection between definitions and clarification, clarifications policy. So that that is where we need to go if we're gonna address some of the issues that keep coming up you know, is buying local beef part of recreation at a wine tasting facility, you know, needs to be figured out. What the, year was that, Larry, roughly? 2004. Oh, four. Board adopted 
right? It's like board of supervisors voted, so now it's following through on what that said. And that was ACRCD, was it NRCS too? Yeah. And it was the, it was- Karen led the charge. Right, yeah. so Clean Water Board. I mean, it was a lot of good bodies came do a lot of good work. Board of Supervisors adopts tree falls to forest doesn't make sound. Now it's following through on what that laid out. And so I think that's why Dr. Godson is focusing on the process itself because it's what it should happen. Now it should happen 20, 19 years ago, right? Of that follow-up and you have to stay on it. But fundamentally these were, the board said, we're going to do this now move forward. That said, the electorate said, we're gonna do measure D20, 2000. The electorate said, we're gonna do measure D2022, right? We've agreed on that. Like all of these things still need to be adopted into ordinance, but adopted into ordinance is to follow a process. Larry is trying to lay out a process so it doesn't stagnate. So for that, I commend the- Yes, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, and you, you know, uh, a lot of this has to do with striking while the iron is hot. And, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, reference of a blacksmith. But but anyway, uh, that being said, uh, another thing that's happened is the second measure D. And the second measure D calls for the terms of measure D to be broadly construed. And uh, that is a remarkably powerful use of words that's recognized with the interpretation of legislation and ordinance. And so that's something we need to keep in the forefront as well. Uh, the purposes to, or the, the uh, terms are to be broadly construed. Uh, the purpose is to enhance agricultural and agricultural land use. You know, it's time to do that. Thank you. Anything else? Um, good work, Dr. Dawson. Just hats off to you. I feel like I'm in front of the Supreme Court right now. I'm going to have the words and the uses, et cetera. Um, I think that for a late person, like crazy, I think I really um, like this format. Good. So I just wanted to give you that. Anybody else for Dr. Goslin? Mr. Quigley. So we had a meeting last night uh, after the, the workshop we had. Uh, we had Diana was was there from Tri Valley Conservancy and uh, Connie Campbell, uh, daughter of uh, Ed Campbell, the uh, old county supervisor uh, and Longtime board member of the Conservancy, and, and now I did recently the uh, the president of LARPD, Literary Park Recreation Foundation. So we talked about our the four priorities, and we the big thing we did last night uh, was one <clears throat> kind of add a new one, uh, a new priority because uh, the the four priorities uh, the South Bay Aqueduct. We got to have the state open it. We need help. Um, we're going to have another tour. We've asked for one, and we're, we're waiting for dates in the next couple of months. Uh, the second one, uh, uh, the Brushy Peak to uh, Los Aqueros, uh, the Conservancy, or or say Mount Zayable, maybe uh, um, the right nego negotiators if we can find. The property owners of, of the parcel were 300 foot between Livermore and Los Vaqueros. Uh, um, the uh, the Tesla, we're, we're, we're looking at um, the state, what the state's doing on that parcel, the Tesla parcel, and looking at the roadway improvements 
that the county uh, is planning on. I think it's uh, something uh, that Rob sent out. Um, our, uh, and the, the new one, the new priority is from Livermore, Sycamore Grove, um, and, the, and the Livermore Trail System through Sycamore Grove up through the new mobile property that the Conservancy bought and built a million dollar bridge a few years ago up uh, to the Del Val Dam and into the Patterson Ranch. Uh, there's been some impasse and we're trying to go over those hurdles and get feet on the ground up through that quarter somehow. So um, uh, there's a hiking group that, that uh, came to the table and talked about what they're they're doing in their plans. The one uh, and and so I'll bring that back. Hopefully we'll have more next month on that, and hopefully maybe we can we can have a success story. Uh, you know, a lot of people like me and others have bought bricks for the bridge, you know, that we built a few years ago. We bought the, the Patterson Ranch property in 13. So I agree with Larry. We've had these master trail plans for decades. I've been working on them for decades and are coming to fruition. So in the workshop, my goal, and I'd really like to get the goals that we did circulated. Robbie did a wonderful you know, it's coming we will up. We'll get them circulated. Has okay. not yet, and I apologize for that. Uh, uh, so, uh, but the one thing we found in common uh, language, uh, uniform stuff, the uh, LARPD, this is their map. The city has a map. We always bring the East Bay Regional and the county master trail maps to our discussions. But everybody uses different different nomenclature and different names. And and uh, Jan, uh, the director of LARPD, said, you know, we got to wait for the city because our names don't agree. So one of the things we're trying to do is literally suggest a commonality and, and a hand-holding when we're talking about these properties. Um, uh, Dave Lund, uh, bless his heart, looked at all of the city plans and we had a city engineer. We had Andy Ross here last month. Uh, we had another city engineer, Joe Wax, uh, deck, give us a whole bunch of trails that the city is working on. Some go outside the city toward North Livermore and Las Vecinas College. And I won't bore you with the spaghetti lines because I want to, we've been concentrating on four priorities and we added a fifth, the Del Val. Um, but but uh, we, we, our goal is to get boots on the ground on some of these trails that we just, we don't need to buy any property. We just need to get the public agencies to hold hands together and, and, and open the gates with a docent problem, a, 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 you know, a badge carrier approved guide, trail guide. And then we want to get on uh, the Collier Canyon Doolin property, the land bank property. And we need a really, we, we really need a letter. We're getting snubbed by uh, an, an Eastern Regional Park Director 
who's been to our meetings and kind of promises that she do a tour and it just hasn't happened. So we need help from this community to push that forward and, and get boots on the ground on that piece of landscape. Um, if Save Mount Diablo group can do it for Contra Costa County, we should be able to do it here. That's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Thanks. Thank you for your ongoing work of uh, bringing people together and uh, appreciate it. Any uh, questions for Mr. Quigley? Hearing none, Mr. Quigley, as it relates to water uh, resources infrastructure, uh, you have the short straw backing up Mr. Mm -hmm. Moore. Um, I, anything to add in that regard? I appreciate your shares of literature and uh, different things as they come out. And to uh, not violate Brown Act, he's sharing them with a smaller group of people, but it's public domain type of stuff, right? Sure. The water flows, infrastructure, the capacity levels and the likes, but. Um, I sincerely hope this, you know, committee wraps their brain around our need for resiliency, water resiliency. In a two-week period last year, uh, two-week, yeah, two-week period from January 1st to the end of January, I'll give it, I'll give it 30 days. Um, we followed, and farmers know what follow means. We sent out to the bay through the Arroyo del Val and the Laguna uh, two years worth of water. I counted 50,000 acre feet, but my partner, good partner, some of you know Dave Lund, who was the water resource manager for Zone 7 for 30 years, he said it was closer to 100,000 acre feet. That's, we need someplace to put it. And, and, and it, it, we've got the chain links which the, the quarries have put off uh, sending them to the public domain zone seven till 2057 or 50. They'll probably ask for an extension, in my opinion. I'll be dead. Del uh, Val was built when it was originally originally built to hold twice the water it now stores. So we've got two receptacles to get some of this water, in my opinion. So that's my water story. And, and this committee, might you know want to at least think about those because we 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 draw seventy percent of our water through the South Bay Aqueduct. That's one of my favorite trails, and that's where most of our water comes from. That we recharge, we artificially recharge our aquifer. We've got a nice aquifer, um, and we artificially recharge it. So that's my water quick story. Well said. And Elkie, can can you help me out? Did I did I say anything wrong? Nope. I don't know the numbers in terms of how much the water was lost, but keep, but keep in mind that, that 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 water was never drinking water. It was water that was flushing like mad through the watershed. It had to it had to evacuate. No, it did, and that's flood control. Yeah. But I will tell you all, and Elkie's very right. But the South Bay Aqueduct drags us our source water from the Delta. I've been there and I've watched it. And we, we count the fish that we kill. Uh, and it's a wonderful Skinner fish facility. Uh, we, 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 do, we do great stuff with water, but the community needs to know that we, we are not self-sustainable. Uh, and, and, and our agricultural committee, in my opinion, Needs to stand up and 
be counted. Thank you. Anybody want to add anything on that? Yeah. On that happy note? Okay, anything else? You're good? What was that? Uh, closing, uh, opening to the public forum, item number 11 as it relates to subcommittees. Hearing none, assuming nobody's online, closing item 11. No hands raised. No hands raised. Um, item number 12 is any announcements are coming out of this. I have none other than thank you to Rob for the good meeting. We'll, we'll get those, the, the whiteboards from the meeting and get that distributed appropriately. And uh, other than that, I have nothing else around the room. Please speak up as we go. Anybody have anything? Is there an ACRCD update? Um, I did a terrible one. I think um, our last meeting was mostly things like examining the budget. And, um, first, we, we lowered our employee handbook, so that Karen, do you remember? No, I did just because it continues to amaze me that uh, the diversity of the projects that come through our the hands of our professional staff is, is pretty amazing from water, air. From air management to water management and public outreach and education, working with the diversity of agencies is, is a, a cool thing. And I invite you to our website, acrcd.org. How, how can we get updates, receive updates on those specific projects? Because uh, Michael typically isn't that. They're in our schedule. Well, I'm more than skipped over my meeting, so I have not really been preparing stuff. And, um, you know, as a organization of the budget, a lot of our meetings are financed and um, approval of projects, approval of money for projects. Um, it's open, right? It's a brown active thing, right? You can. I and mean, you can just go on and request to be on a mailing list. I'm sure you're going to yeah, get a monthly agenda, right? And the you, packet includes project reports. And is right. the agenda published anywhere? I believe it's on the website. I don't go look for it there, but I believe it is. But I, we'd be happy to put anybody on the mailing In fact, this whole committee, if you want it. Yeah, I'd be happy to go on the mailing list. So Monday before this, it's basically yesterday, every month. I didn't take a note to punch that up, right? I had the aspirations of that falling under the, but I think it's important enough given that, right, I see it to a degree like that open space arm of, right? We have we have those unifying, we have unifying purpose, powers, and duties between us and ACRCD, so the more that we're interacting there. So I will uh, endeavor to bring that up in the agenda. If you put me on the agenda, I will take better notes and make better reports. Uh, can we actually, you know, make let's make a point of doing that. I was wondering who you are. It says ACRCD update, but it doesn't have a name next to it. Okay. They can see right now that we like to fill with a wine drawer, a, a vintner, a, a grape drawer, and we're, we make our first contact, and, and uh, we'll see if this gentleman is interested. If not, it, we may still have a vacancy. Heard. Is there a position for us people on the board? There's no positions that designated for any criteria. Have to be a taxpayer and voter in the Alameda County. All right. So, so the position now for wine industry person. This person is, is, is a courtesy to our uh, to one of our board members who took a um, a sabbat a lengthy sabbatical, okay. um, and she's hoping to pull up with someone of her own industry. Okay. Understood. 
to, to just fulfill her appointment. Going around, everybody. Uh, I just had a question. Uh, the agenda we were sent did not have the attachment with it. Was that? Do you know if that was just because of the how quickly the meetings are turning around? So, so there's a couple things. The uh, first of all, that's Maria Palmieri. Some of those who have been on this team for a long time may even have known Maria when she would admit. Um, uh, she has noted some wonky issues with the upload Granicus program in the uploading of the attachments. I caught some of it for the last Tuesday's meeting. Um, and then I noted one particular item missing uh, from today's agenda. And so I think there was a drag, but I don't know what the whole set of dynamics is. Bottom line is, um, I'm, I'm double checking, triple checking a little bit right after we, we're fully posting uh, a little better. Um, but if there's a particular thing that you know it's missing, it's never hurts to say, Rob, item X attached missing. Okay, well, the, the, the email we got had no attachments. Okay. And then, yeah, that was the drive. Well, the printed has all the attachments on it. And, and uh, I know they were having meetings pretty quickly, so the turnaround must be tough. But uh, was just inquiring, not not trying to pick on anybody, or you know, totally understanding that it may be hard to do that. No, it's there's some kind of a drag in the Granicus program. In fact, when we were having the meeting at the Martinelli Center, I noted literally in the course of the meeting that that at least one of the attachments wasn't opening at all. Um, so, like I said, I'll double triple check it. Um, apologies, but yeah, I have to go back to the to the uh, community development agency website to go in to get it to get the one that's linked. So it was tedious and but noted. And so thank you and trying to work it on. I'll send a link around to everybody that way also. Okay. Oh. Coming around this way. And you have one. It's like uh, I think I read this right in the paper note. Closing of Cedar Mountain Winery. Yeah. Um, yes. Tremendous, not only history, you know, sort of the lab guy out of his garage going to a, a tremendous winery and also just from the natural world is one of the best sites in Alameda County to see mountain movers. So it's a, it's a, it is a regional, not only known for its wine, but also for its wildlife. And I'm sorry to hear that. Down. We didn't hear it down here. Who? Which winery? Cedar Mountain. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's my comment. Nope. Tracy? Yeah, I just wanted to um, remind folks about the fourth annual restaurant week. So Taste Tribe Valley is coming up February uh, 23rd through March 3rd. Uh, this is fourth year we produced this event at Visit Tri-Valley, and so far um, it's time for restaurants to um, join on. There's a form to fill out, uh, but it's um, it's a great uh, 10 days of dining, and also I wanted to let you know that so far we've unloaded about 15 restaurants and eight wineries, so I love hearing that. Um, it's going to benefit Sunflower Hill, um, and so we're trying to give back. We are going to have three specific events that we're producing we're going to start this year with an industry night 
And then we're also opening a kickoff chef dinner with four chefs using local ingredients. Um, we'll be at LB Steak in uh, San Ramon. And then closing day will be a brunch at Las Casitas Winery. Um, and tickets are on uh, uh, visittrivalley.com forward slash restaurant week. Get your tickets now. Thank you, Tracy. The, the foodies. For local. I'm just curious. Kind of, I, I like seeing this. I'm just kind of curious who brought it in. Okay, thank you. Um, I just think it's so ironic that here we are in the Ag Committee and nobody seems to be taking care of our road crash. So, so that was what that meeting, that email you, earlier was. You, yeah, so, so it does tie into the note from, from Kelly. It, uh, Road maintenance was the issue for the topic there. Um, road um, cleaning, the real road maintenance uh, is the component of contention for us. Sure. <clears throat> I, yeah, not the last road. The road. Yeah. Back road, road. road plan has been four months and the county has cleaned up the dry out of the date and they cleaned it up last. Yeah, the point of traffic can't pull off the road. That's the only good thing about it. <laughs> Okay. And I was sort of related and then kind of back to our, one of our other topics, and that's the soil amendment ordinance that hasn't been completed. Uh, we have a neighbor who's been bringing in some of that dirt, and finally, I think it's put in enough that they've raised a new housing site, I guess, because now there's a PGE pool on it. But in the course of all the rain, the, the soil is washing down onto the road, and it's a major commute road, and in the dark, it's kind of a dangerous thing. So it's just rural roads is, is a, a, you know, an issue. Uh, with that adjourned, thank you all so much. Yeah, thank you. And our uh, usual help of getting the tables back to the, the uh, let it be known we're 45 minutes ahead of our. I did not see you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't want to put your name on it, but. Well, perfect. Right. Make it a. I mean, it might need to. I don't know.